Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful, here with a name you know. I don't know where you would possibly know him from. I haven't seen him wrestle on TV anywhere in, in years and years and years. Uh, it's Rocky Romero. He'll be at New Japan Music City Showdown on July 30th in Nashville. Rocky Romero, what are, what are you doing? I, I am here in, uh, in my Airbnb getting ready for the show music city mayhem music city. okay my bad music city mayhem i need <laughs> to uh i need to i'll change that on the overlay here music city mayhem there we go my bad i don't know why i thought it was music city showdown what what the we, hell we have a showdown i think okay. there's like a, there is a showdown some kind of showdown series that we do but i i, I get the confusion there's always something changing every month you know a new yeah. name so it's hard to keep up with it you know but yeah, getting ready for uh, for Saturday. Super stoked. Uh, you know, it, it starts uh, 2 p.m. there in uh, in Nashville. And so it's a great show. You know, it's early. You can catch it and then head on over to SummerSlam. And uh, it's a hell of a car. It My is. goodness. I, I, it's, it's a pretty sweet car, you know. So uh, a lot of really cool matches, a lot of good storylines that kind of uh, are intertwining here. And uh, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and, Big, and as we mentioned, uh, you are everywhere. I mean, since last year, you've appeared on TV for MLW, AEW, New Japan, and Impact. This sort of crosses that over. You're facing Davey Richards for an MLW championship on a New Japan show. And, um, I mean, you are often credited as one of the reasons that, or one of the main reasons, honestly, with people that I talk to, as to why this kind of thing is possible. Um, Is that something that, that you have fully come to grips with, that you have built a lot of bridges including many that that seem to be burned forever and and really changed wrestling history yeah i mean i don't i don't think about it too much I, <laughs> i'm a pretty humble guy but like uh but yeah i uh you know i i just i think that wrestling is always better in it when people are working together you know in some kind of form or fashion i think that there's always good business to be done between uh, different wrestling companies and you know why not I mean the people who who win out the most are the fans and that's what really matters right we're catering to uh, fans who pay their hard-earned money to come watch really good wrestling and why not you know try our best to give them the best product that we can I mean that's that's what it's all about I feel like and uh, an example of that John Moxley's on the card Alex Shelley's on the card Alex Shelley's about to challenge for uh, an impact world title as well You've got FTR on the show, who are IWGP tag champions, but also 
under AEW contract. You got Davey Richards of MLW. Like you got people all over this show from different companies. But when when did you think that this was a possibility? Like I remember speaking to Chris Bay. I want to say maybe it was last year or late the year before. And we were talking about him doing the New Japan tournament as a part of Impact. Right. And I remember just two years before that, Harry Smith telling me that when he asked to work Impact, they're like, no, Jeff Jarrett screwed us. And he was like, he's in WWE now. What what, what are we doing here? So there, there were some hurdles that had to be cleared there. No, 100%. Like that, that relationship was ice cold, when, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago. Like you said, you know, there was some some business stuff that happened, I think with, uh, you know, with, with Jeff and impact and new Japan at the time, so, uh, it wasn't very clear. And then anyway, things work itself out. And, uh, you know, Scott Demore has been awesome to work with, you know, and obviously like Anthem being their, uh, parent company and owning access television, new Japan coming back to access was a you know, big deal as well. So kind of like Scott's been the guy, I mean, like as much credit as you want to give to me, I, th- I think you got to give, you know, uh, as much credit to Scott Demore for really uh, doing a great job and making the relationship really work, you know? So now I feel like, you know, Thursday nights is, is awesome on access. You get a, a, a few great hours of, of wrestling television. And uh, yeah. I, and, and not only that, I think, Impact's got a great roster, you know, the Good Brothers, you know, come over to New Japan, back to New Japan. Uh, We've seen Josh Alexander, Moose come over, like you said, Alex Shelley. We've had Chris Sabin, um, Speedball Mike Bailey, who's I'd love to see more of in New Japan because I I think he's just incredible. Um, And yeah, and then you see Rocky Romero over in Impact. You see, you know, you've seen David Finley, you've seen Juice Robinson, you've seen Hikaleo, uh, you know, two Bullet Club members and Chris Bay and uh, Ace Austin. So um, it, it's cool to kind of see the companies working together and not just like, hey, here's a guy and you know, oh, here's a guy. But like now we have like angles that are happening on impact or angles that happen in Japan have affected what happens on impact, like Ace turning on Zane in Japan and joining the Bullet Club. And then they have their actual match in Impact. So it's it's kind of cool, you know? And, and I think it's it's good for fans because it gives you like reasons to watch all the products you know, as opposed to just like they're in their own separate worlds, you know? Do you think when New Japan was pulled from Access initially that that like really hindered that relationship? Because I was, I was shocked first off because I thought that they had something pretty cool there and they could run Impact right. in Japan and WoW, even though WoW wasn't really my cup of tea. Like I, I felt mm-hmm. like they had a lot of content that could be that that at least people knew about, as opposed right. to Sammy Hagar concerts that right. uh, <laughs> that I see promoted. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, definitely, you know, I, I definitely think I wish that that had never had happened, and I think that if um, maybe if I if I was involved a little more at that time, that maybe it wouldn't have happened. Hopefully, you know, because I like Scott's been so great to deal with. Like I said. And, um, you know, I, I wish that we, it didn't get that far, you know, uh, because I, I, they did such a good job. Access did a great job of promoting New Japan and, and New Japan putting such a great product on Access. And they were really working together and gelling for many years, you know, like we really found our sweet spot right before um, we, you know, we ended up getting pulled. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I wish that that didn't happen, but here we are. And, you know, it's cool because now we get to rebuild the relationship, you know, brick by brick with Impact. And, you know, they have a great fan base that, that tunes in every week. 
And now they're getting, you know, we're getting exposed to that fan base as well. So I think it's, I think it's cool. You know, I'm just glad that we were able to mend the, the, uh, the relationship. And, and now here we are. And it seems like based on what I had heard that Scott Demore tried to make a bit of an effort to repair that bridge whenever he sort of got back into power. Obviously the access thing probably didn't help, but I think a lot of people forget all that happened with impact. Like the, the previous regime had like switched titles that belonged to new Japan without even telling right. them. And there was the whole Okada thing. Like, I think right. they probably could have handled that a little bit differently. <laughs> looking back. <laughs> right. Looking no, but that's what I'm saying is like Scott true. Like, you know, Scott, he's been in the game so long and he understands and he respects like Japanese wrestling and new Japan. And he understands the value of it, you know? So like, like you said, I don't think the old regime really understood or valued new Japan in that way. Uh, which I don't understand because, you know, a lot of those guys came from WCW, which, and New Japan was such an important part of, of WCW, right? But, um, but yeah, so, but, you know, here we are. Scott totally understands it, totally uh, has been supportive in every way. And, um, you know, we're always talking, uh, you know, how can we do more? How can we really make uh, Thursday nights a destination for uh, wrestling fans worldwide? So I'm fascinated, and feel free to tell me to go play in traffic if it's none of my business, but how your deal with New Japan works, because you're on all kinds of TV, but you're very clearly handling some business aspects of this. Because, I mean, any time I ask an American wrestler, how'd you get into New Japan, they say Rocky Romero. Like, ten times out of ten, they're like, that connection was made because Rocky Romero made it happen. So, like... If you wanted to, hypothetically, could you walk on a WWE TV next week? Like, how does that work? I mean, I couldn't just walk on WWE. Tell okay. <laughs> everything's got to be cleared with the higher ups for sure. Yeah, no. So, um, but yeah, I I think that my goal coming out of the pandemic was to try to work with as many companies as possible and try to bring you know, like, like kind of be the, the goodwill ambassador of new Japan. And, you know, that, that was like what I wanted to do in so many ways, because I wanted to open the doors for like our next generation, you know, I wanted to, for the young lions and the LA dojo guys and, you know, have places to send them when they go on excursion, you know, like, you know, whether it be impact or AEW or MLW or wherever, or rev pro, you know, in the UK with, with any equivalent, um, CMLL, whatever it is. So I, I uh, that was like the main goal and focus, and I, and I, and especially when we didn't have the access deal, you know, we we wanted to reach fans. So I think you know I'm I'm old school, so I think you know the old way of of going and being in front of the fans is the best way to like reach them and 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 communicate with them, you know. So uh, so that was like the goal, and you know I, I feel like it's worked, and I feel like you know we've really started to, especially like New Japan Strong, kind of build our own separate. Um, fan base besides that, you know, that, that just hardcore uh, Japanese fan base that that follows uh, New Japan. So, uh, you know, that was the goal. And, and here we are, uh, you know, we, we've seen so many wrestlers, you know, even like Starcast this this weekend at uh, at the Ric Flair finale, we've got Yuya Umura versus Red Narita, which is like the prime example of the next generation yes. wrestling each other, maybe for the last time that, you know, of the, you know, that they'll wrestle each other, you know, before, you know, somebody goes back to Japan or, you know, graduates even, you know, to the next level or whatever. So I think it would be cool to have them represent New Japan on that show with so many eyes and so many 
uh, different fans that probably wouldn't check out New Japan. Here they are because of that night. They're going to check out New Japan, and these guys are going to be the hell out of each other. It's going to be awesome. I think that that's a really good example, and I, I want to talk more about New Japan Strong because the pandemic effectively forced New Japan into a brand split. And, like, some of the beneficiaries, Fred Rosser, who a lot of people thought was done in wrestling. Like, when I interviewed him in Chicago, I want to say three years ago, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not done. And even I was like, sure, pal, where are your bookings? Like, wh what are you doing? And he's like, I'll get back out there. I'm waiting for the right time. And we see something completely different out of Fred Rosser that we may not have ever been able to see if New Japan Strong hadn't effectively been its own thing. I told people that New Japan Strong has become like what I expected NXT to peak at. Like it's this mm. wonderful mix of established talent, outside talent, young talent, all rolled in like with a with a serious style, and it, it's it's such an easy like thing to watch. Like every week, it's there's never a time I don't look forward to watching that. Another talent that has benefited from that open door is Shota Umino, who largely got over with American audiences just being around John Moxley and, and learning mm -hmm. from him. And now he's on this show as, as well. What did you see happening with New Japan Strong before the pandemic? Obviously, there were some plans for New Japan USA, but nobody could have predicted this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they did like a press conference in Japan, I want to say like a year before the uh, the pandemic. And they had this kind of like seven, eight year plan, you know, yeah. like it was a very like methodical, slow plan to build America, you know, and, and you know, have, you know, uh, events here and there, you know, different areas all around the U.S. And uh, it, it, but, you know, create the dojo, obviously, and expand the dojo eventually. Um, and really put an effort into building a U.S. brand, right? But it was going to be eight years to do it, you know? Wow. So <laughs> the pandemic comes, and obviously we can't travel, right? Nobody was traveling. But, you know, we realized quickly that we had all the resources in L.A. to be like, oh, well, we can tape a show right now with no fans and create content for New Japan World, and we can actually beat Japan at getting back, you know, and having like new content and events uh, in the States. So that was like, let's just go for it. You know, let's just make it happen. And, and you know, so then New Japan, the idea of New Japan Strong, uh, you know, the hour long TV show, you know, with maybe two to three matches. And, you know, let's let's focus on, you know, the Young Lions. Let's focus on the LA Dojo. Let's focus on uh, at that time. Uh, ROH wrestlers who weren't wrestling either, you know, Brody King and, and certain guys who were under ROH deals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Bring them in, let's get, you know, and let's let's effectively create like a studio show, you know, but let's make it Japanese style, you know, with that, that little flair of like hard hitting matches and, you know, that 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 uh, match quality that you would get from a New Japan show just in a studio, uh, like Americanized studio style, you know, so it, uh, I'm so proud of like what we've done with New Japan Strong. Uh, like you said, like seeing a guy like Fred Rosser, who you didn't see much, you know, prior to get like this resurgence in his career. And, you know, he's a strong open weight champion. He's going to be wrestling a big demo on Saturday, which I'm really excited for because yeah. both of those guys are killers. It's going to be awesome. So, um, and, uh, and, you know, like they said, Shoto Umino coming over and we saw him at Forbidden Door and, and like, what a, you know, he was a superstar in the making, you know, 100%. And, and, you know, like, it's, it's great to see, you know, somebody like Chris Jericho give so much to, to Shota, you know, and, and, you know, like playing off of that little bit that, you know, that happened with him and uh, Kenny and Kenny Omega's match in the, at Wrestle Kingdom and with his dad, who's Red Shoes Uno. And I don't know, it's just really cool that to tie that all in, especially, you know, you fans kind of forgot about it and then to tie it all in later and make it into a neat little package was is awesome that's kind of like what i love wrestling is like you can just do that you can create these storylines that uh off of history right because it actually happened it's factual you know so it's cool um so yeah i i, I love strong you know i think what we're gonna do is uh we're gonna tour a little more next year so i'm really excited about that and uh like we were just in charlotte we taped in charlotte and the feedback there, you know, we didn't have a crazy amount of, uh, of fans there, but like the feedback from each one, it's like, oh, I've never been to a New Japan Strong show, but holy crap, they're freaking awesome to go to because they're paced really well. You know, we do 12 matches, but it's like, which is a lot, yeah. but it doesn't feel like 12 matches, sure. you know, which is cool. So um, I feel like that was always like the, so, you know, like even like back in the old ROH days when we used to tape, you do, you know, whatever, 12, 13 matches. And it would just be like these long days, you know, but we've kind of figured out the formula of like, you know, keeping things short and interesting and pacing it right. Like kind of like the way that New Japan paces and it kind of builds, you know, throughout the whole night. And then you see the bigger, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. You see the big stars towards the end of the night. So I feel like that's uh, been kind of crucial to, to the taping. So anybody who hasn't checked it out. You know, uh, you know, come down and check New Japan Strong out. I promise you, show. you'll go home. Uh, you'll go home happy. Uh, you can also watch it on Fight TV and, of course, New Japan World. Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler is one of my favorite feuds of the last ten years. It, it's been incredible. Um, yeah, same. Also, uh, I think it was you in the background when Fred Rosser went off and, and cut his. <laughs> yeah. What went through your mind when he said? What, what went through your mind when he said what he said? Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, this is probably not going to make it to air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But it was awesome. It reminded reminded me a little bit of the Sherry reaction when Booker T (laughs) dropped the Hogan line. You were like, well, okay. (laughs) 
yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite moments yeah. on New Japan Strong was that, you know, it's just like literally a minute and a half of silence. <laughs> and then, but, and then, but you can like make out the words of what he's saying. Here's Amazing. the biggest, biggest question of this interview. Why do you give Denise Salcedo scoops? <laughs> we go back. What's Sean? up with that? What's your problem? What's your we problem? We go back. You know what? I, I've noticed the heat between y'all, you know, and I'm not with it. You know, I'm trying to, she's an up and comer. I'm trying to help her. I put her over <laughs> at GCW. I put, I, I put her over. She could have at least told me where the hard cam was. Nobody told me that, but I put her over anyway. But here's what you'll notice. Josh Barnett did not touch me when he got face to face with me. He was mm. trembling in fear. He, right, he right. respected another catch wrestling legend. And that, of that's course, just, that's just how it was. But, um, you're respected all over, Sean. You really are. You know, nobody. They will. know the. They, they know the history. Yeah, he he didn't want me to like drop down and and go for a toe hold or anything like that. <laughs> right. He didn't want the smoke. He didn't want it, and I respect that. I admire. Oh, yeah, that of course, He knows of his course. limits, and all that. Or he's just waiting to do it, you know, on a bigger level, and you know, make yeah. a little money off of it. To, you yeah, know? he wants to do it at Bloodsport, yeah. and I I respect that. Understand exactly. That. Don't Are you going to do a blood sport? Would you do blood I, sport? I would consider that's like one of the things that I would consider doing. Like I haven't wrestled a real match in like three or four years, but I would consider doing blood sport. Like um, just because that's the style that I, I trained in, but I lost you. You froze. Yeah. You froze on me. Oh, Sorry. What was uh, can that? You hear me? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Um, do I got, you now? I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. But okay. yeah, I would consider doing blood sport. I trained catch wrestling when I came up and that's, that's a very similar thing. So like if a guy like Akira wanted to do something, I would be open to that. But also I would want to make sure that I didn't completely embarrass myself and the people that trained me. So that's why like when, when I want to see you go against Brian Alvarez. See, okay. So somebody asked me five matches that I would do and he was one of them. But I mean, like, cool. I, I don't think that a lot of people understand, like, how advanced of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy he is. Like, the mm. our, our levels, like, he's way up here, and I learned enough to, like, know what I was doing type of thing. Like, he's, gotcha. he's really, I mean, he's he a legit, black belt. Yes, he's a legit black belt. Oh, yes. That's yeah, impressive. He's, he's very good. So when I see, like, these people talking shit to him over ratings on Twitter, I'm like, <laughs> You know he would choke you unconscious in like less than thirty <laughs> yeah. seconds, right? He'd eat you up and spit you out. Yeah, for would, sure. He would annihilate these people. But um, we mentioned Forbidden Door stuff. It's a wild time in wrestling. Vince McMahon retired. We got Triple H in control of creative and talent relations. We got Nick Khan, who's been very forward thinking um, in a CEO role. We've got uh, Stephanie McMahon, who the talent seems to like. Do you see any more of a possibility of WWE branching out and doing stuff like what New Japan is doing? I mean, Triple H was the guy that brought in Jushin Thunder Liger to wrestle Tyler Breeze one time. So obviously there, there is at least something there. But do you think that's a possibility? I mean, anything is a possibility in the wrestling business, it feels like, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and, and like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like right now, I feel like those people who are in charge now have a little more forward thinking than the last regime, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I could see them wanting to forge relationships outside of WWE for sure. You know, 
uh, I, I definitely could see that happening somewhere down the line. I think that they've they've got a lot that they've got to kind of get in order before they they start doing that. Um, you know, and 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 it seems like you know there's so many rumors about what's really going on there. If they're going to sell or not sell, or you know what the deal is, or give up you know some percentage or whatever. But uh, I, I'm curious to see kind of what happens. I think it's an exciting time, and I think it's really great for the talent. I mean, because you know having people who you know, like Triple H is is a, is a wrestling person, and I'll, and I I like his vision. You know, I think his vision kind of fits what wrestling fans kind of want to see right now. I think you know for the for for the most part. So uh, I, I that it's time for a change. To quote yeah. Owen Hart, was that Owen Hart? Yeah, yeah, it was. Hart, enough right? is enough. It's time for a change. <laughs> Have yeah. you ever been a part of any conversations between like New Japan and WWE for any reason? Uh, not, not anything heavy. Lie, anything like lie. That. Give me a headline. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Nick on once. Uh, did, you? did you really? <laughs> had a very short conversation with him, but, um, but it didn't go anywhere. And it's not really, it's not newsworthy. I feel like, but I you can feel throw like the it's very in. newsworthy. I feel like it's absolutely new. And you, you just froze, is. I might be you froze up on me a little bit again, but um, I, I'm interested in what context was this conversation? Uh, it was like, it was very much just a feeling out. I think, I think WWE has always, I, I feel like has always been interested in new Japan content yeah. somewhere like with, whether it was like network before or Peacock now or whatever it is. But I feel like that that that's always been a conversation because they're, they're you know they they collect content from everybody right so I feel like maybe that's one thing that they always kind of wanted was to have maybe some kind of Japanese wrestling sure. and you know why not have like the best one on on one of those so I feel like uh, I think that was what pretty much the conversation was kind of alluding to you know it was a very quick conversation so interesting and I, then I yeah. have noticed and then, his, his regime very much likes to know who they're working with and against type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, and that, that could have just been a, a feel-out process, you know, kind of in general, you know, so. But, um, but yeah, it doesn't matter because we're, we, you know, we, we have a great partner in it. And, but, you know, EW Forbidden Door was a huge success. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of where we want to focus on is, is our partnerships. We've already got great partners. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, we don't, necessarily need to work with wwe uh you know at all right now it doesn't seem like that you know like obviously like a jushin liger going over and, and doing a, an nxt show is cool because it's for the community you know it's, it's kind of a great thing um but but i you know like i don't think you're not going to see rain the rainmaker on wwe tv anytime soon for sure you know or anyway i can't see that in the foreseeable future at all you know as far as the the forbidden door type of stuff are you of the belief it should continue like full on like it is? Should should it be ever scaled back in order to maybe preserve the special nature of it? Or do you think there's so much talent across all the companies that I mentioned earlier to where it can stay fresh no matter what? I think it can stay pretty fresh, to be honest. Um, I think that there's a lot of like there's still a lot of matchups that obviously we can do, like sending some talent to AEW. And, you know, AEW sending some talent to, yeah. to New Japan, which is cool, too, is like, obviously, you know, we have the Japan fan base, which is a completely different fan base. 
And, you know, like certain talents will do really well in Japan, you know, over some other talents, you know, so which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, and but I think, yeah, once a year when it, it should all kind of build to once a year, this Forbidden Door, uh, you know, and if we and if we do see Forbidden Door to, uh, you know, I, I think that we've kind of learned a lot of how to work, you know, with each other. You know, Tony's been really, really awesome to work with. You know, he's a very smart guy and, you know, he really has his finger on the pulse, you know, when it comes to wrestling and especially wrestling in, in the U.S. So I feel like, uh, you know, going into the next one, when and if we do, um, the build will be better, you know, the, uh, you know, and a lot of stuff, there's just, you know, two different companies doing two different schedules is very difficult to get, you know, certain talents over there at the right time. And then hopefully like we'll have more AEW talent come over to New Japan to build storylines as well for Forbidden Door. You know, that's, that's what I hope will be the big one for next year. Cause I, you know, I, I want the Japanese fans to really get into the AEW product. I think that that that's important as well. You mentioned sort of working directly with Tony Khan. That's something that I'd heard with a while. At one point, somebody had told me that you talked to Tony as much as anybody was talking to Tony, uh, setting that up. And I mean, with the, sure. amount of, yeah. the amount of talent that was going back and forth, how does that process work? Like, does it go through you? Then you get it cleared. Then they come over. Like how, how is that? Yeah. Yeah. Basically like that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Tony and I will talk and then I'll go back to new Japan or new Japan will have a, you know, you know, what about this person? Can we send this person over there? And kind of, I'm just like the intermediary, you know, between the both parties and, uh, but also working, you know, really tightly with obviously Tony and, uh, and the booking side in new Japan to, to kind of get them all on the same page, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, working with Tony has been incredible. I think it, it's, it's crazy to see like a guy who, you know, who has, he has so much going on, right? Like he really does. He has, you know, so many multiple businesses, but you can see that his heart and passion is 100% AEW. Yes. And it's really awesome to have, uh, you know, somebody so fired up about uh, what you're doing. It, you know, it's, it's electric and it makes you feel really good about like what, what you're doing as well, you know? So I, I, I think AEW is just doing a really good job in general. And I, I think that him being young and we're about, you know, we're around the same age. So like, we kind of like get all the references where, you know, like we, we really get along well. And I think that that's been important. Um, and he's been very understanding to culture, the cultural wrestling differences between new Japan and AEW, right. You know, a, uh, new Japan is a touring company. AEW is a television company primarily. So, uh, you know, having certain the way that that the booking tropes and things work, he's been, you know, easy to work with, you know, like, you know, like he's very understanding because he's knowledgeable about the product and he's knowledgeable about wrestling. He was a fan of New Japan first, you know, which is cool. So it, you don't have to explain it much. He gets it, you know, which is uh, awesome. I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of the people that I talk to that credit you for a, a lot of the connections they made in their career because you... you help out a lot of people i've not heard anybody say anything bad about you yet nobody oh <laughs> does anybody hate you i'm sure there's people that hate me for sure <laughs> know of anybody like is there anybody you've heard of where somebody's like man rocky can piss off you nah you can't make everybody happy you know unfortunately i would love to you know i feel like sure. uh, you know I, would, I really would would love to i like i i think it i want to make my mark on wrestling that way in a positive way where like oh this person like 
that would be cool to be met, you know, like to be mentioned in Mox's book, you know, like is, is really special to me, you know, because me and Mox have a really great relationship as well. And, uh, you know, to, to read the words of like how he felt about me was really cool, you know? So I, I feel like, uh, that's the way that I want to make my impact on professional wrestling when it's all said and done was like, Oh yeah, I, I already, you know, I already have a job. I've already done a lot in this business and and i'm happy you know like i'm glad to have the opportunities that i've had over the last year and 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 like for me too i mean I, that's probably the most popular i've been in many years uh you know and it, and it's great i love wrestling i want to do it as long as i can possibly do it at a high level but i know i won't be able to do it forever but the long-standing impact i want them to say like oh he was a good worker <laughs> he's a hell of a worker and uh and he was a you know a, a dude that helped a lot of people out and just, you know, and it was overall positive on the professional wrestling business. Is there anybody you want to bury? <laughs> well, Sean. After saying all that, is there anybody you want to bury? Uh, you know what? We the can good bury. brothers. Let's bury the good it's brothers. It's so funny that you said that because I was about to say maybe you could bury Carl Anderson. Because what I like to do for my interviews is solicit anonymous questions from wrestlers. Okay. And, and then I... I stop people dead in their tracks because they're like, how does this person know that? And then they're like, oh, wait, it's that wrestler. So I asked Carl, and all he said was, how wild are the good brothers? I was like, what, <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? Like, like, I, ask a question like, remember that time he shoved a rubber duck up his own ass or something like that? Like, th- Let me tell you, the, there's the good brother, me. this is how I, I equate the good brothers. And, and the good brothers are a lot like Las Vegas. You get you're there for like two days, a day hanging out with them, and then you're kind of over it. You know, it's the greatest time for a day or two, and then you're okay if you never see them again for like six months at least. And then you'll be you want, and then you want to go back. You know, yeah. it's never a bad time. It's just it's an exhausting time. It's just an exhausting, and then you're just kind of over. Same jokes, same same BS, yeah. <laughs> but but a great time, which is do the you, most important. Do you want to bury Sue? Trent Sue? Yeah. No. Good. How could you bury Sue? She's a she, wonderful lady. She is a wonderful lady. I interviewed her. She's, Did you really? Yeah. She. She. It was the day after she rolled up for the first time. Uh-huh. And I guess she asked Trent. And he's like, hell yeah, do it. And that's she, awesome. She was wonderful. Occasionally, I'll still get messages from her that's like, oh, how's your wife? Because they, they were in the same line of work. Right. Wonderful lady. Oh, wonderful. delightful lady. Delightful. Uh, uh, her, her and my mom, Dolly. My mom is Dolly, uh-huh. everybody. So uh, uh, Trent brought Sue to Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. I brought Dolly for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, that's great. Two moms just hanging out. Just, they still message each other on Facebook, you know, and they write, it's so cute. They write, you know, long, you know, it's like old school. They write like long little messages to each other, you know, talking about what's going on and they share. And my mom, you know, when I go to see my mom, she'll be like, oh, did you see? And she's like showing me pictures like Sue did this and, that, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Mom. <laughs> Wrestling moms are, are so unique because they've seen so much shit. Right. Like, I remember I was I was backstage at an AEW show. Kong cut my hair off for like a donation thing. And mm. she's like cutting my hair off with a hook saw. And I met Moxley's mom there. Oh, no way. So she's like holding my stuff for me. Wonderful woman. And I was like, she probably bet. I was like, I bet she thinks I'm crazy. And then I'm like, wait, she's Moxley's mom. <laughs> this doesn't register on the top 150 craziest things she's ever seen. True. Like for her, she's like, yeah, that's cute, kid. Like, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 
she's probably looking to be like, it. what a little bitch. <laughs> but she was, she was so it. wonderful. But um, have you ever had Sue's cookies? No, I don't think so. Good stuff. Are we talking top rated? I mean, she when when she was there, the word was she brought a bunch of cookies oh. for, for the roster. Like, and that that is a very Sue thing to do. Yeah, oh for sure. For sure. She probably baked them herself. You yeah. Know? For sure. For sure. Uh, MJF said Sweet that he one. believes that she tried to food poison everybody. Um <laughs> that was something that MJF would definitely say. <laughs> Where do you stand in that situation? How how do you feel about the MJF saga that's going on? Um, I don't even know how to weigh in on it. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. One. It's a tough one to weigh in on. Um, there's there's so many I elements ob- of it. Like, right, what, right, what part right. of it is real? What part of it isn't real? How, like, right. is he justified? Like, there's there's so many elements to this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I see both sides. You know, I definitely see both sides. You, you know, you sign a deal. You're expected that's what your deal is until it's time for a new one, you know? And on MGF side, he feels it's already time for a new one. And I, I understand that too, being a talent, 100%, you know, it, once you, you know, you strike gold and then you're like, Hey, you know, like, can I get a, can I get a little bump? <laughs> can I get I, a little I, raise? You know? The guy who's renegotiated his contract three right. straight years. Right. Like I can sympathize with that as well. 100%, 100%. And- all, but also, to me, there is the element like, man, 2024 is going to be a really big year. WDB's TV right. rights are coming up. AEW's Ooh. TV rights are coming up. Like, even if you're not making that insane amount of money right now, it's going to be even more then. But also, I get kind of his point to be like, I could be Magnum TA and it could all be over tomorrow. That's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. You know, yeah, like staying hot for, you know, two, another two years might might be difficult as well, you know, yeah. so... I get it. I I, I sympathize. I sympathize with, uh, with both sides, and I under kind of understand both. Sides. I'm glad I'm not involved in it. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> New but, Japan uh, gonna sign MJF. <laughs> I don't think MJF would want to wrestle in Japan. I, I don't I, think he's interested at all. <laughs> I love when he did an interview, and he's like, "Everybody there kind of sucks. The Great Ocon's cool though." <laughs> I yeah. love that. Whatever, Max. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, pal. July 30, a Music City Mayhem. It is not a showdown in any, any sense <laughs> It's going to be a it's showdown. It's going to be a showdown. Yeah. Uh, but Nashville, I love it. I love the New Japan brand. I love the New Japan Strong brand mm-hmm. getting a lot of love as well. And I, I want to thank you so much for, for giving us so much time. There's always like a million things to ask you about. Because you're on every show... <laughs> Ever? I didn't even get into Rapongi Vice. Didn't even I get know, into that I yet. I know. I know. I know. Oh, there's so much. But uh, Rocky, anything you want to let the people know before we we head off? No, I think uh, I think we've hit most of the you know mostly everything. Uh, but yeah, this Saturday, 2 p.m., uh, which is like Central Time, 2 p.m. Central. Yes. I think 3 p.m. Eastern. So uh, it's on Fight TV. So if you can't actually make it to the building. Uh, definitely watch it on Fight TV. You can pick up tickets at, I think it's starcast.com backslash tickets. And, uh, you know, it's cool to be a part of such a a special weekend in professional wrestling, you know, and uh, and if you think that you, it's it's like kind of the perfect prelude to SummerSlam, I think, because it's going to be a completely different product, obviously, but also it's, you know, the, the, 
our shows are so concise, you know, so it, it, you know, it's, it could probably be like a three hour show or something like that. And it'll be in and out. You'll feel really great. And then you'll go watch SummerSlam and uh, hopefully, you know, WWE hits it out of the park with SummerSlam. You know, let, let's see what the new regime's got. This weekend, if you're in Nashville, you're going to see literally wrestlers from every major company, WWE, AEW, New Japan, MLW, Impact, even NWA. Like there's, there's talent all across every company. Rocky Romero, even though you give Denise scoops. Um, I gave you a scoop today. That is true. That is true. Listen, That's going to be the headline all over all week. It's going to be so annoying. Next time, <laughs> next time, ask Nick Khan for a social security number. Give me that scoop too. How about that one? That's what we've got. Fair enough. Fair enough. Guys, until next time, we're out. Hey, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this interview, but let me tell you how you can enjoy your online experience even more with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. We'll get that right out of the way. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, your router, your TV, everything. It's so helpful when you're traveling. You can change your virtual location. Maybe you're abroad. You want to watch all the shows that you're used to. Or maybe you want to watch shows a little bit earlier. Maybe you want to buy pay-per-views at a reduced rate thanks to some services overseas. Maybe you want to check out what's on the menu of those other services overseas. But it's not just that. You get that threat protection. Block online trackers. Block malware. Block annoying pop-up ads with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And you get a great deal. Not only do you get a great deal, up to 70% off, you get a month free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use it every day. You're going to love it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.